Hey everyone, welcome to season 3 of Thoughtcast by One Thing. This time it is going to be much more candid, way more interesting guests and I'm seriously very excited about this season. Uh in fact we're uh, shooting the first season right in my uh house which Sanakshi my team and my team has converted into a studio of their own. Uh Yes sir. Ghar hai to kahin bhi baith jaoge. Uh that's how it happens but I would love you to take this one because I was anyways very nervous. Why don't you do it? <laughs> Welcome to Thoughtcast by One Thing Season Three, guys. Today I have Venki here, the most theoretical designer we have at One Thing, and uh, we're going to discuss. Wait, do you mean I'm a designer in theory or <laughs> theoretical designer? All oh, right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> somebody who knows more theory than I have ever met, than somebody I've ever met, honestly. We're going to be discussing about empathy today, like. what is it how is it important how to go about it what exactly should designers know about empathy yeah right yeah. and how to kind of bring it into your own designs and make it better yeah. right so i realized i mean in the last few weeks few months actually we have started taking a lot of time for our research phase right used to be about a week and then now yeah. it's a month and more yeah. right and surprisingly clients have also agreed to it so and the most part of it is taken by meeting users or interviewing them understanding them as much as possible to understand the problem as deeper as possible right which i think is empathy what does it mean to you that's actually i mean really well put uh empathy in design at least you know from my standpoint is uh not just understanding a problem uh and then leading it to a solution i mean let's let's establish the fact that you know uh we we build not products but solutions right and to build a solution you have to obviously know the problem statement to build that solution exactly right? as much as you can yeah but i think where we as designers lack is sometimes we just look at a problem statement quite objectively we don't look at the underlying issues problems or the objectives or the indirect objectives in the exactly the indirect objectives that that are you know that lie therein and that is where i think empathy comes into play where you try and understand more than understand you try to live in the shoes of your user right and try and really dig deep into why they need the solution you're building you know and that that helps you create that narrative within the product which can lead to a viable solution it's exactly like actors right i mean the dark yes. night right yes. the joker went into that whole uh, yeah absolutely staying in a hotel alone and all because he wanted to be empathetic about the role exactly exactly as much as he could do absolutely right and that's our job in a way as designers also as much as we could know the users but right now i think matlab it's still we still are on the surface of it right we still kind of try to understand the user try to talk about the problems they face but do you think we are we go deep enough or we go too deep in some products you will need to go in very deep right for example the you know the app that we built for uh, parents and children right over there child development is you know like the paramount thing a uh, 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 a parent wants right so how deep can you go there right no matter how deep deep you dig you will never find that uh, objectivity uh, or the issues a parent faces 
even if you try and put it put yourself in in those shoes you will never if you don't have a child you will not know right however you can you know also have it on surface level for example where if you are building if you're building say a regular dashboard right and over there yes that is also a solution for a problem that exists within an organization whatever right but over there you don't really have to think about what the day to day of a person looks like or what mood is he opening the are they opening the dashboard in and things like that right because at the end of the day it is work for them right so emotions might not play as big a role here and i think that's where empathy really kicks in is that how emotional do you want your solution to be i mean why not as much emotional as it can be i mean yeah. where is the harm right sure sure absolutely i mean the best scenario would be if you're building and you would see like if you pick up the more successful products in history those were made by people for themselves <laughs> Yeah. right because they understood their problems so deep they could solve it better right yeah. take facebook or take wordle you showed me abhi oh right? yeah <laughs> so things like these were made for themselves and which is why it picks up so well yeah no i absolutely agree wordle i think is a great example that was like a labor of love and it shows you know yeah because just the it's so simple a game yet it is so addictive that uh, we keep coming back to it every day like you have a streak you have a win ratio you can share your results like it leads so this is i think where empathy also comes into play it's not just you know providing that solution it's also what else does the product allow you to do right in terms of how it's not just about engagement or you know stickiness of the app it's not it's none of that right it's about that narrative within that product which you know which gets confused with storytelling a lot which i think we were discussing the other day a product narrative are those you know smaller uh, solutions yeah. within the product that lead credence to the bigger solution that exists which again you know you have to have those emotional connect every step of the way for example how we start our research right we started with discovery and i think this is something you were talking about how you know stakeholders don't get any empathy right absolutely i mean so when you talk about empathy right i mean you're building a product you're not just building it for the end users yeah. right there is a business objective to it there is a technical capability related to it and these are all your stakeholders who you should be empathetic towards empathetic towards right so how do you go about it because in design schools or design books whatever we have been taught is to understand the users and empathize with them right who will empathize with these business people and the developers yeah that's a great point right and i i think this comes up a lot that every step of the way we try and build that empathy i think it starts with the stakeholders it has, only it if should. you exactly it should because only if you understand the people who are building that solution and i'm not going to call it a product at the end of the day it is a solution what you're building right uh, if you do not look at it from their perspective you know their kpis are tied into this right their bonuses are tied into this there are families dependent on paychecks that comes through this solution you have to think about those things so if a person is telling you that you're building it wrong you know you have to be empathetic and understand why they're saying that right yeah. and then going on from the discovery we go into the user research side of things right and what we tend to do there is again look at people as just objectively as numbers or you know like user groups 
but it's you know like that's that's boiling it down to such a basic thing that oh you are a type a persona you are a type b persona it doesn't work that way i think this this is one of the most difficult phase of a product design it's life cycle right i mean if you if we what we have changed in the last 6 months right you empathize with users business people developers it's still easy to empathize with users and build a solution for them but imagine now when you have constraints from business and development yeah right so i mean it's 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 a designer's skill in a way to be able to kind of satisfy or build something which 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 appeals to all three of or all four of these stakeholders right now in this whole design thinking concept and the way we have been doing design it's mostly empathy is mostly related to the problem right yeah. when you are figuring out the problem getting deeper into it you empathize that's the step defined in design thinking right it does not emphasize on what is the effect of doing that exercise on solution yeah right i mean if you build an empathetic empathetic product you'll have a you'll have a much better solution like in a way a sustainable a more ethical solution yeah. right i mean as as word example of wordle again right you cannot build an non ethical product when you're building something for yourself yeah absolutely and it's you know it also comes in by being observant you know i think that's something that is also missed as designers you have to constantly observe and absorb observing what is actually being used by the users right and trying to apply that like there exists a solution right which is working yeah. why are you trying to reinvent the wheel reiterate the wheel definitely but don't reinvent it right and i think that comes in through those uh, you know moments of observation moments of understanding why a solution was built in the first place so its empathy is more than just like you rightly said empathy is more than just trying to figure out the problem empathize with the problem it's the entire process needs to be empathy driven and then solved through proper narrative in each, uh, each step of the way so there is a process of design thinking right defined by these Tom and David Kelly, which is the same thing being taught in colleges, which is the same thing being used by designers out there. Yeah. But we have been in this industry for ten, twelve years now. What do you think you would want to change in that process? And I'm sure, I mean, it can't be one rule fits all. Yeah. It depends on product to product, users to users. But what are some kind of suggestions or iterations you would want to put in that process? based on your experiences um couple of things that's a great question couple of things um i definitely change the way that user interviews are conducted because uh, firstly calling it user interviews just makes it seem like you're asking questions to reach a solution or to just validate your assumptions around the solution that you've already imagined in your head yeah exactly you know i would say uh, people should be taught how to have a conversation with their users exactly i think it should be a conversation and not an interview exactly like you know like see how do people usually talk about the products that they use right 
कि इसमें ये फीचर कितना अच्छा है और या मतलब यू नो टू दे गो लाइक ओ यू नो आई लव द वे दैट दिस विश लिस्ट बटन ऑन द टॉप लेफ्ट नो बडी टॉक्स लाइक दैट मैन नो बडी टॉक्स लाइक दैट यू नो दे टॉक अबाउट द ईज ऑफ यूज दे टॉक अबाउट यू नो द प्रॉब्लम्स दैट दे फेसिंग विद द प्रोडक्ट इफ देर इज अ रिव्यू समन इज पैशनेटली रिटर्न लाइक टू पैराग्राफ्स अबाउट इट राइट इट इज प्रॉब्ली ट्रिगर्ड बाय अ वेरी ह्यूमन इमोशन right and the only way you can sort of get a baseline for those emotions is by having a conversation and a conversation like a friend not a yeah. transactional yeah right user interview questions because see i have seen people go from question a to question b to question c without any you know uh for example uh, you know we are working with this automotive brand as you know very exciting by the way something which can't be named is something which cannot <laughs> be named <laughs> with this automotive brand uh one of the things that we are asking them is uh, how long these people have been um you know part of this brand you know through buying their products right and for us in our head this brand is like oh cult and all of that right but for a lot of people it was just like a daily commute vehicle right unko nahi farak pad raha tha was a we should not even call it user interview we should call it a conversation like yeah, so name man, it something like else just so that something else entirely. it becomes something in fact that's how i that's how i start my uh, conversations with my users i let them know that hey i know your uh, the, in the on the calendar invite it says user interview but it's not it's more of a conversation and all we are trying to do here is understand how we can make this experience better for you right so feel free to tell us whatever is wrong because as soon as you say interview Or just anything else I anything mean, just, just i'm here to know you man that's exactly right that's that's the attitude you should go in with i'm here to know you as a person not for me to fit you yeah. as a persona somewhere or to have you as a nameless data somewhere no i'm here to know you i mean we go into these again interviews yeah. with a mindset of getting the answers to our questions exactly. and that's where it gets wrong right exactly. i mean imagine you have your questions listed down but you're not going question by question you're talking to them like a 10 year old friend right and going way beyond these questions as well because these are the questions you prepared right Absolutely. and if you go in an interview fashion you will only get answers to those questions yeah but there may be some a lot of other things actually which they may told tell you right yes. which are ultimately useful for a yes. better product and that's that's that tacit understanding ek to hai ki you're getting the active knowledge of you know you've asked a question you've got the answer right but there needs to be that understanding that whatever they are not saying is possibly more important that's where tacit knowledge comes into play so who you empathize with yeah. how you empathize with yes. and when you empathize with them yes and it changes with every product with every problem yeah yeah absolutely and i think that's that's one thing obviously the user interviews and you know looking at your users as people rather than you know your means to an end or your kpi fulfillment right uh, that is that needs to change for sure uh, and the other thing that needs to change is uh, getting a better understanding of how to build a narrative in your product i think you just showed me before this you showed me the uh, apple email yeah. and they just had two words what was that peak performance that was the email full stop right that's that's your narrative you've let the user imagine the rest of it is it a new m2 chip is it a new iphone what is it we don't know 
but we are we are going to go and find out because we you know interest has been peaked that's the narrative the narrative is enigma in that in that scenario right if you're building for an automotive automotive brand with a cult following but also like 60% users being commuters the narrative there is more than just a a, a vehicle brevity can be highly yes. evocative yes and you know i think that is what you need to learn how to tell a good story not storytelling you know right like not the bookish how to tell a good story a good story can be done in six words if if actually how to create a story or or a narrative which you can tell the user yeah. because if you tell them they are click on the right side of the home page for wish listing your items looking at the wish list that's too transactional yeah, exactly. right they are not going to remember your app right nobody has the time to remember your app yeah it has to be intuitive enough and that can only be done once you understand them once you go to their level of technological understanding and build according to that like it doesn't need to be something that's oh like maine bahut bada kuch banana no just build for a person right build for one person and then watch your product take flight from there right but what do you think about these products like giants like whatsapp yeah. the whole world is their users their users right all kinds of people kids of 10 years and old people of 70 years and how would they be solving it for them how would they create something which is equally intuitive for such wider audience because they've created a very simple solution that's what i'm talking about you are right? you saying simple solutions can be used by people of all ages if need be yeah but see let's let's look at it like this they started off by targeting a set of users right right a early limited set of users limited set of users you know like early millennials or uh, you know late gen xers who really got into like after the bbm era you know like they came in to replace the sms yeah exactly right and uh, that seemed like an elegant solution ki you know use it on your data there is no and that that at that time if you remember i think sms uh, used to cost money or you had yeah, only limited number of smss 160 characters you want 60 characters yeah. and you know like a lot of lot of uh, things a lot of constraints that uh, people needed to get over and this was a and especially after like the ease of bbm and bbm groups and things like that this was essentially a solution which said ki oh just have a conversation you know and that was it that's the solution right there how many steps does it take for you to uh, you know have a conversation with someone on whatsapp what is it open whatsapp open the person that's a very elegant solution right and uh, whatever updates they have made they have never touched that solution and it's also a ported solution right sms they used to use yeah back exactly. in the day yeah right? yeah yeah to have a solution that connects emotionally and that is why you need empathy because your solution needs to not only take care of the problem but take care of the emotions behind the problem or the emotions that the problem uh, leads to yeah so exactly coming back to the point like whatsapp's way of empathizing with their users would be very very different yeah. right than somebody somebody like edel we are working yeah. with right very different audience very limited audience and with very different expectations yeah right so yeah i mean i think whatsapp is doing a pretty good job at understanding expectations of these users and yeah. then building something for them which I, is what the whole concept of empathizing is for 
Yeah, and I, I, in fact, you know, it's great you bring up Airtel because I, what I just feel as well talking to you is the fact that, you know, we've built a platform for them, which is essentially a virtual assistant, right? Yeah. So we've built a solution, which is going to be a solution further on. It's one thing that the business is building out the virtual assistant, right? But that virtual assistant is going to be used by the users of that business. Our users are the, are the business, right? But they have further users who need to find a solution through that virtual assistant. So not only have to, do we have to build it in this way, it's a pseudo solution for a next set of users. Yeah, and I think that has taught us a lot as well in the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, just before the user interviews, now it's an equally important step in our process to identify who are our users, first of all. Yeah. Who do we need to empathize with? And who all do we need to empathize with? Because it's not just the end users, yeah. right? It's, it's, and it can be multiple of those as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right? Consider a possibility. We were talking about it, right, yesterday. Like, WhatsApp has so many user groups, right? 10-year-old to 80-year-old again. They still serve the same solution to all of them. Take age and onboarding and customize the interface for each, let's say, these 10 user groups. Why don't they do that? Because again, this comes back to what you said about exactly. the developers. Yeah. Right? You have to empathize with them. Like, how do they build something like this and keep it sustainable, keep it working and make sure it doesn't crash? If every, everyone is able to customize it according to what they want, which WhatsApp lets you do to a certain degree. You can customize like the background customizing wallpaper. The Intuitiveness of it. Exactly. That they can't allow. That they can't allow. Because again, that puts a load on the developer. Right? And the business also. Now and they have the to maintain well. 10 different yeah. apps. Yeah. And imagine the number of screens. Oh my God. <laughs> the states alone. Yeah. But you yeah. know, I think that that is empathy with yourself as a designer. You know you can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's also important. That's important. That, you have to empathize with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think some good learnings have come out of this yes. discussion already. Absolutely. Which we also, like everyone at One Thing also should uh, follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I hope, I hope people kind of change their perspective of this step called empathize with their users. And uh, for the love of God, don't research what empathy means. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like the irony of that. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Great. So we'll be coming up with even more interesting and insightful podcasts this season. Please keep a watch on... Uh, Let me do this part, my friend. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Thoughtcast on Spotify. We are also on YouTube now. All our podcasts are now video podcasts. So keep listening and also keep watching. Thank you.